I want to talk about a very interesting, very you say this thinking you say the very big foundation of Yiddishkeit and of our lives in general, Beza Hashem. And uh, a short Yisoid, but something which I think we can integrate into our lives. And if we do, we will enrich our lives. So the parasha begins, I actually want to go from the beginning of the parasha, and then flip all the way to the end of the parasha. And we're going to see how there's a common thread that is basically woven through the entire, entire parasha we have this week, and many of the weeks, especially of our Ovois. But after all, the Ramban tells us the Yisoid, Maisa Ovois Simon Lebonim. That is, whatever happened to our Avois is something that we ourselves sometimes also uh, encounter in our own lives and how we can uh, enrich our lives from looking at the lesson that the Avois taught us. So the parasha begins, So we know, we know the beginning of the parasha begins, that Avram Avinu was sitting, it was boiling hot, it was very uncomfortable, the air conditioning wasn't on, and he's waiting for guests. I need guests. Who can I go and serve some food for? Who can I do chesed for? And the Rabbani Shalom performed a Gavaldeganes by sending the three malochim, uh, three malochim that were dressed up as Arabs, three malochim to do various missions, whatever it may be. Says Rashi, Be'iloni Mamre, Hu shenosan lo'yetza al hamila, lefichak nigolov bechalke. Very interesting. Avram Avinu was told by the Rabbani Shalom to get a brismila. What does he do? He goes, as Rashi points out over here from a Medrash and British's rabbi, he goes and he asks an Eitzah. He asks advice from a guy. Oh, hello? A bunch of just told you to do something. What are you asking Eitzah from a guy? That's the question that all the Mufarshim are busy with in the beginning of the parsha. And there are many different Terutsin. The Cheskuni has one Mahalach, the Maral has another Mahalach. There, there are many, many different Mahalachim over here. One particular Mahalach that really struck out as something we can learn from is with Zalman Saratskin. And he says, what's it based on? Mechatei Savom goes to ask advice from a goy. After all, the Rabbani Shalom told him to do it. And Zalman Saratskin says that in last week's parasha, you'll note that Avram Avinu made a pact. He made a bris with Mamre that if something happens to one of them, the other one has to go along and help out. He has to come, save him, has to come, come to the rescue. Avram Avinu makes the cheshman. Yes, the Rabbi Shalom told me to do a brismila. I've got to do it. But, there's a ben Adam Lemokim, there's a mitzvah that the Rabbi Shalom told me to do. There's also ben Adam Lechaveroi. Because after all, after I have the brismila, Avram Avinu figured out to himself that he's going to be in bed. He's going to be weak. He's not going to be able to perform various things that he normally does. And therefore, Mamre is going to have to come and step in there. And therefore, since he made the bris in last week's parasha to show that if one has a problem, the other one comes to the rescue, this week's parasha, the Rabbanshim told him to go and get a bismillah. He had to ask advice. He had to go and tell him because it was only right to tell him. It was only right to tell him, hey, I'm having a bismillah. You may have to step in. Avromo Vinu, incredible, with all of its sitkas, with all of this year of Shemayim. The Rabbani Shalom gave Metzivoy. What I'm doing is correct. But never does that come on the Cheshben of Ben Odom Lechaveri. Never does that come on the Cheshben of somebody else's feelings. Especially if you made an, a, a pact with them. That's the beginning of the parasha. Let's flip to the end of the parasha. Akedas Yitzchak. Ah, the Akedas Yitzchak. One of the most tremendous acts of Messiris Nefesh that we ever saw, we ever experienced, and we know 
anyone that davens on Yom HaKippurim by Musaf, we ourselves are still living off the schus of the Akedas Yitzchak. Something that Avraham Avinu did was the most incredible thing. What an incredible idea. Akedas Yitzchak. What does it say about Akedas Yitzchak? So we turn to Perak of Base, Posekid Gimel. Where the Torah tells us like this. You can see from the beginning of the parasha to the end of the parasha that there's an incredible thread that runs through them. Says the Posek over here. The Posek says that Avraham Avinu, after we know what happened was, he wanted to go and offer his son, the whole story over there, this is one of the final tests, the most chosh of a test. Basically bring him up as a korban, most incredible thing. How can that be? How can he question the Rabbanish? But he doesn't question the Rabbanish. And what happens, he's about to perform the act, and all of a sudden, the Rabbanish says, Stop! Stop what you're doing, I see. I know that you're a Yirel Ekim. I know Al Tishlach Yodcha El Anar. Don't do anything to him. Ki ki I know that you're fearing Hashem. What does the Torah say straight away? He looked up his eyes. Vayar, and he saw. And behold, there's an isle. There's a ram there. Ah! Kabaldik! We'll take this as the carbon. Says the Sforna, what's Pshat and Loshna Posuk? Vayisa Avram es Eino, Vayar Vihine Ayil. What's all the shyness going on? He saw, he looked, and behold, there was, said the Sforna in Zegavalda Gazach. The Sforna explains like this. The Sforna says that as soon as Avram Avinu saw the Ayil, Avram Avinu said, I can't touch this Ayil. It's not mine. It doesn't belong to me. How can I take this Ayil? How can I take this Akorban? It's not mine. He says, the Svarno Vihine, he realized that it just appeared now. That means it just appeared for him. The Rabbani Shalom had made this aisle specifically for him right now. You know what that means? That means it wasn't there before. It just appeared for my purpose. Okay, now I can use it. Says the Manchester Rosh Hashiva Zechav and Sadiq Lekodesh Levrocha. As explained, as explained by Rabbi Yosef Yoyna Weiss Atzal in the Sefer Year of Adas, the most incredible Sefer that his son Osameh gave me this week a Gavaldiga Sefer. We looked at it, we found this Gavaldiga Yisoyed. And he brings the Manchester Shiva as our Talmud of the Manchester Rosh Shiva. And he brings this Gavaldiga Yisoyed and he says, Here's Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is on the height of Yiddishkeit. This is it. This is the final, biggest test that he will ever, ever have. And Maisa Ove Simon Abonim means that if this is the test, it's the test that every single one of us have. Most incredible Messias Nefesh, the act of self-sacrifice. Unbelievable. He was in Shemayim. Avraham Avinu. Mamesh on the highest level. He was he thinking about? But he stopped for a moment and said, that's, that's not mine. I can't take something that doesn't belong to me. That belongs to somebody else. The sensitivity that Avraham Avinu had. Even if he was in the highest of highest, he was in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. He was offering his son, his son that he loved. The rest of Klali Shol is finished because the Rabbi Yisham told to do it. He was in the highest Madrega. But no, how can I not think about somebody else? How can I take an aisle that doesn't belong to me? No way. Oh, I realized that it came down only for me. It didn't belong to anybody else. It was sent for my purpose. Gavaltik. Even when Avromo Vinu isn't holding on such a level, his sensitivity to somebody else is incredible.
that maybe explains another answer. How Avraham Avinu can leave the Shekhinah. The Rabbani Shem was talking to Avraham Avinu. What does Avraham Avinu say at the beginning of the parasha? Rabbani Shem, just, just give me a minute please. There's a couple of guys at the door. I just need to like see to them and just like make them some eggs and some mustard with tongue and everything. You're talking to God? What are you doing? Isig b'mitzvah, potim and a mitzvah. I don't need to do that. What do you mean? I'm learning now. I'm dominating now. I can make all the noise I want. What do you mean? I can do whatever I want. I'm Isig b'mitzvah. But Avraham Avinu understood. Oisik b'mitzvah potter and a mitzvah is maybe potter ben adam lamokam, but it doesn't patter you ben adam lachaviri, and therefore there's a ben adam lachaviri going on. There's a sensitivity to somebody else, someone I can help, someone I can I can I can come to his need. In Hanami, all the ben adam lamokams are gavaldik, but we see again and again from the parsha how Avraham Avinu was able to do this, was able to be on the highest level of Ben Odom Lemokim, but still Ben Odom Lechaveri. Somebody else's sensitivity, somebody else's feelings really count to him. That's Pshat, like the Orin, in the Mishkon. The outside was gold. The inside was gold. But the middle was not. Why? Because the middle would have been gold, would have been very heavy. Would have been very heavy to carry. If it's very heavy to carry, that's not the Cheshbon. You could be from, you could be do all the mitzvahs. But if someone else is going to suffer, someone else has to carry that load, it's just not worth it. You know what the Manchester Rosh Hashiva Zepsal is teaching us? He's teaching us a Yisoyed in Yiddishkeit. That so often we, we're caught up in ourselves and our Yiddishkeit and our mitzvahs and our Torah and our Tefillah. We forget about Yenem. We forget about somebody else, the sensitivity that we have to have to somebody else is unbelievable. Nassim Tzvi Finkel, that's how the Manchester, the, the Roshiva of the May Yeshiva. As we know, he suffered from Parkinson's. It was anyone that saw him pers- in person, his shaking, his holding on just to try and give sheer, just to try and learn, was legendary. The year was 1991. Saddam Hussein had basically posed a very serious threat to Israel. And had threatened over and over again that he's going to be throwing Scud missiles onto Israel should the United States threaten Iraq. And on January the 15th, 1991, the first Scud missile attacked and went against the people over here. The students of the Meir Yeshiva, the Talmudim of the Heidegger Meir Yeshiva, when they heard the first siren, can you imagine the panic, the fear that went into their hearts? Oi, this is what he was talking about. This is what's happening. Finally, it's here. And they ran down into the bunker. And they all got in to their various places, the underground bunkers. They sealed it off with tape. They put on their gas masks. And they waited. And they knew it's only a matter of time that they'll hear the huge bang. And who knows how close it will be. They were petrified. They were petrified. And there's a knock on the door. A knock on the door now. Knock on the door. Who's left? What happened? Who do we miss up? But everyone's here. How can this be? Who's knocking on the door? We're gonna have to undo the tape. And do... They didn't say shouted. It was a metal door. They shout. Who's there? It's Nosson Svi. Huh? I thought someone was playing a joke. Who's there? It's Nosson Svi. This is crazy. How can he say ill? How does it make? They quickly undo the tape. They open the door, and there's the Haligar Rosh Hashiva. Shiva of the Meir Shiva. But what are you doing here? Well, you have almost seconds to go. What are you doing here? They brought him in. Obviously, they closed the door. They resealed it. They put the gas mask in. And they said, remember, what happened? He said, I made a deal with a taxi driver that the moment there's a siren, you pick me up from my house, which is very close to the yeshiva. Pick me up, because I can't walk. 
and bring me to wherever the Bochrim are. Because I want to be there. Because I don't want them to suffer. I don't want them to be in anguish, in sorrow, and in pain. The sensitivity that he had to somebody else. Not since he had the whole me yeshiva on his shoulders. He had Klali Saul's problems on his shoulders. But he never forgot another yid. He never forgot to be sensitive to somebody else. I want to tell you two Merdekamaisas. Two Merdekamaisas about a yid, Yosef Yoyna Weiss, Zatzal, from Lakewood, and with Zarechat to have his son in yeshiva. And he told me these mices, incredible mices, and they struck me as mices of a yid who is still toicha shloishim right now. A yid that halavai, I would have known better. I was zoicha to speak to him a few times. Halavai, I would have known him better. A yid that had this sensitivity that however high you are, that doesn't party you from having sensitivity about somebody else. There was a man in Lakewood whose fire, whose house went on flames. His entire house went, was ruined, his entire property was gone. Nothing, nothing left. They arranged somewhere for him to stay. And there he was for Shabbos. Matzah Shabbos. A, mumish, a few minutes after 72 minutes, there's a knock on the door. Rabbi Weiss is at the door. Rabbi Weiss is at the door with a bundle of cash. He found out where they are. He found out the situation. He managed to get together some money from, I'm sure, some people who helped out. And he wanted them to feel comfortable. Busy man. Busy, busy man. Busy trying to get people into, into schools with his own school. With many of uh, all, all thousands of Talmudian. But that doesn't stop him from thinking about somebody else. The sensitivity to somebody else. Another Mordecai Meister, I always say. There was a Yid. And they could have lost his child. This Yid lost his child. This Yid lost his child. We should, we should never know. No one should ever know such a thing. He was a totally broken man. A broken man. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't. He lost his child. He was broken. He was a shiva. He was a shiva and he couldn't speak to anybody. He didn't want to let anybody in. Didn't answer the phone. Nothing. He couldn't, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. So Rabbi Weiss, who himself was very, very ill at the time, had his own issues, had his own illness to deal with, had his own pain and his own tsar, said, this is someone that I can help. This is someone that I can help. And he sent him a long text, giving him a chizik, telling him, probably, I didn't read the text, I don't know the text, but we have the text, we can locate the text, about how the Rebbein Shalom runs the world, and everything is natoiv, and everything is good. And he gave him such chizik, such chizik, that the first and only phone call that he made at that time was, was to Rabbi Weiss. Because he gave him comfort. He helped him. You know what sensitivity that is? This person who lost a child texted Rabbi Weiss Mazeltov by his sister's wedding and he said I, man- I was thinking of you the entire wedding. It was because of you. The father. The father said this. Wow. So I was thinking of you the entire wedding. You know what that means? He's a man, a yid, yid, who's busy with his own illness. He's busy with his own problems. But he's thinking about somebody else. What's bothering him is somebody else, not himself. But I say, how many times are we busy in our own lives and we're not thinking about somebody else? We're not thinking about someone else's problems. Yeah, we have our own problems, we have our own issues, we have our own situations. True. But here we have stories of Gedolim, of Hashem, the Yidden, who all they thought about was someone else. Abraham Avinu in this week's parasha teaches us this. You're busy with yourself. 
You weren't put on this world for yourself. You were put on for Yenem. You were put on for somebody else. Rabbi Yisrael, let me tell you, I'm going to take a shot the Mishnah and Perka Yavis. Perak Aleph, Mishnah Yadalad. Im ein ani li, mili, v'im, ukesha'ani la'atzmi, ma'ani. Says of Simcha Zilsel, the altar from Kelm. Chochmas HaMusam, Perka Yavis. He says a man wasn't created for himself. A person doesn't live in a bubble. You don't live here by yourself. You live here with other people. That's what you put on this wall for the moment you're born to the day that you die, you're with somebody else. Why? Why? Animals have no problem. The minute they're born, off they go. They can feed themselves. They can look after themselves. They can protect themselves. Why is a human being not? And says the altar of Kelm to teach us, Because if I'm to myself, who am I? What are you doing here? What's your purpose? Our Rome of Vino in this week's parish teaches us and it's also beautifully explained by Rabbi Reis Zatzal, the Shomr Shehad, the Gabal, the Galiyah, the Hashem, and the stories that he himself exemplified and showed us. We're not here for you. We're not here for yourselves. You're here to think about somebody else, to think about Yenem. Next time you walk past somebody, next time you know that someone's going through a hard time, someone's having a difficult situation, someone's upset, whatever it may be, think about how you can help him. Think about a good word that you can say to him. Think about Ben Odom Lechaveir. All the Ben Odom Lemokums are Gavaldic. But Avraham Avinu in this week's parasha teaches us that Betoich, in the middle of a Ben Odom Lemokum, stop. Don't trample on somebody else. There's always a Ben Odom Lechaveir as well. You weren't put on this world for yourself. You were put to help somebody else. Think about it. And Be'ez HaShem, the Rebbe will give us tremendous, tremendous bracha in our own life.